Hey, hey friends, welcome to the Sunday Social Hour. On this episode, I brought together some of my closest friends and family to discuss fatherhood. This group of dynamic men took over the show, literally. Almost three hours worth of quality conversation. I had to break it up in two. Listen in as they share personal experiences and advice for Father's Day. I was going to say, like, when they become teenagers, I never put myself in that space where they want to, like, go with their friends and hang out with other people. Like, that makes me sad thinking about it now. So you're right. I need to enjoy <laughs> getting beat up by my children. <laughs> enjoy the getting beat up. I have two teenagers. Uh, mm. I've got a 17 and a 15. 17, because he doesn't live with me, will happily come chill with that. We'll go hang out, do things. The 15, because he sees that every day, mm-hmm. is like, that is the plague. Like, can I get away from him, please? I don't want to hang with you. Yeah, Do I have yeah. to hang with you? Do I have to be seen with you? <laughs> yeah. And, and Josh, you said you have have two. Yep, two of them. The boys or girls? So my daughter, she's the oldest. She's six. Uh, and then my son, he's four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So my my son is three weeks on Friday, so he's just over three weeks and. I mean, like, I, I love it because, I mean, like I said, I'm only getting five hours of sleep, but, you know, mm-hmm. you wake up and they smile at you. You know, that first smile mm-hmm. in the morning, it kind of makes it worth it. That would never go away. Look, y'all, y'all go y'all go laugh at me. You know what I, I miss? I miss how they smell when it was three weeks old. <laughs> 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 I miss how they smell. The oh, the baby smell. The baby cheeks. Oh, my goodness, man. I, 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 I can't wait. But that smile, that, that the smile, that the joy yeah. that gives you, that'll never go away, no matter how old they are. Never will yeah. too. Like you guys have got two and one, I've got five. Yeah, my see, my seventeen, my youngest is six, and when I say my youngest is walking here shortly, more than likely she will, because mommy's laying here right next to me. So therefore, mm-hmm. mommy's going to get the mommy. Can I have some more mac and cheese? Or mommy, can I oh, have yeah. some goldfish here shortly? Um, which is why she's shaking her head at me because she knows it's coming. <laughs> It's covered. We all know it's covered. <laughs> we've been yeah. trying to take a nap for the last hour, but that ain't happened yet. I think we've most, the mic's got ten minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but the smile when they're running and jumping on your arms and things of that matter, when the smile they get, even when beating up on you, it, it's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I, mean, I know I'm, I'm not sure if I already overheard. Oh, I was just going to say for the smile, like, I know, like, I'm looking forward to those smiles, but, like, right now, his smiles are, like, just because he has gas or something. <laughs> He's just, like, yeah. letting it loose. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, They count. They count. But it's, it, 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 it's him, though. It's not you looking at a 3D ultrasound. Oh, it's yeah. not yeah. you trying to imagine him. It's actually him, and he's real. So the smile, whether it's the gas or whether it's the fact that he's getting fed for the moment, or it's a good dream he's having, it's still his smile. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I can still I can still see those images. So it's it's funny that we're talking about like simple things like the smile, because I can still see my children, you know, smiling and stuff like that. We even, you know, just even taking pictures and just remembering the pictures we take we've taken of them. So it's it, it never goes away. It just never goes nope, away. It doesn't. Nope. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's funny, I was gonna say like I love how Sharifa like we we just we chilling and hanging out talking to each other about our kids and she already started recording. <laughs> Because this is this is the best. This is why I do this because I love bringing people together that have similarities or commonalities, and 
this is real conversation. Like, when do you ever see three fathers come together and just be like, hey, this is what my kid is about. This is what they do. Mm. You know? That's true. That's true. And, uh, with us coming into Father, or the week is about to prepare us for Father's Day, um, I feel like dads don't get as much accolades as they should. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I know each of you individually and I see how you guys operate with your children. And you guys are fantastic, fantastic men. If you don't get to hear that often, um, you're hearing it now. And I'm really proud of y'all to call you guys not only friends, but family. Um, and to hear your guys' story and to talk more about fatherhood and the importance of it and the challenges that it brings mistakes that you've made or you're going to made make so um i wanted to get right come back into the conversation of how does what does fatherhood mean to you i'm gonna let somebody else answer that before i go on my tangent <laughs> okay i can, I can that's see, that's i'll, I'll jump in there <laughs> that's a, yeah <laughs> see mine mine not gonna be too long it's gonna be it's gonna be nice and sweet but basically when i think of like fatherhood i just think of like leadership you know all the general things but the main thing is sacrifice you know so i just think about um sacrificing it's just so much you know there's so there's so many things that i want to do there's so many things that i may need to do or whatever the situation is but <clears throat> the most important thing with being a father is like i need to sacrifice this to do this for them right mm -hmm. so this is a, a real quick simple story um and I, I didn't get to do it yet but that's that's it's, it's so high on my priority scale that i got to get it done i got to make that sacrifice don't laugh at me now it's very it's very it's very minimal but it's a big picture i'm trying to get to so my daughter had it we went we went to breakfast this morning first before we went to the museum and she had you know the little um papers that they draw on and stuff like that she really wanted an airplane but she didn't tell me until we got in the car right so she was like daddy i want you to make me an airplane i was like okay i'm driving right now i can't do it She's like, well, when you get to the stop sign, can you make an airplane? I was like, well, no, I can't do that. I just, you got to wait till I get home. Then I told her about the meeting and stuff like that. And <laughs> she was like, okay, well, now we're home. Can you make the airplane? I was like, no, I got to get on this meeting. But basically, if I want to, after the meeting, if I want to lay down, take a nap, if I want to take the trash out, whatever it is, whatever it is that I want to do, I have to do, I have to prioritize making an airplane after this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, don't, I don't care how big or small, whatever I want to do or have to do or anything like that. After this obligation, I have to go make her an airplane. So and and it's even like, if you I'm don't here. do it, even if she has forgotten it, make the airplane oh, yeah. anyway. And, so, and that way it's a shock to her when you give it to her. 1000%. I don't care if if she if, if I'm done and she throw the paper away, we're making airplanes for the rest of the day with, you know, just this paper that we find. So um, it's it's very minute. It's very on a, it's on a, such a small scale compared to, you know, the message I'm trying to get across. But most people understand, you know, making a sacrifice that this sacrificing your time, your energy, your effort, every, everything you have for your children. I just feel like that's what fatherhood is. And I just it's something that it's like it's embraced, you know, something that I want to do. You know, I don't I don't want to get up and go to the mall and buy myself clothes and stuff. I want to take them to, you know, buy some shoes or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's still a sacrifice. Um, so it's it's there there's so many examples that you can give for that, but you know, besides all the, the common terms and the common names and stuff like that, my biggest thing when when it comes down to fatherhood is just making those sacrifices. That's that's what I had to say about it. Yeah. And I, I'll jump in there too quick before you jump on, uh, Justin, because I'll add on that. Like, I'm sacrificing 
you know, I'm, I'm feeling that right now. I'm only a few weeks in, um, but I'm having a little bit different perspective and I'm sure it's going to continue, but just like being a team, using teamwork with my wife, you know, she's doing everything now, whether it's the feeding, you know, she's waking up in the middle of the night more than I am. Um, but just like being selfless and taking my time away to give her her breaks, you know, when she needs those breaks. Um, I'm just finding that I'm needing to be a better teammate with my wife, uh, just because at this point in my child's life, she's so vital to everything that we're doing with him. Um, and I'm sure that's, you know, throughout, you know, parenting as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so my, my, my soapbox on this one. Uh, the important the reason why fatherhood it is what it is and what it means to me is uh, that one comes from stems from a long line of history. I'm not even so much just the family, just myself. Um, growing up, my dad wasn't around, uh, so it was me and moms. I did moms was my dad for the most part until I was grown. Uh, me and my dad have an excellent relationship now, so I would never knock him. Whatever the issues he was going through at the time, whatever the issues him and my mom had, those are ancient history of me at this point. Because when I became an adult, uh, he we reconnected, and I told him as long as he was a grandfather to, to my children, we would make it work. Um, and as a result, we're closer now than I could have ever imagined. Um, actually, I will be hanging out with him in two weeks. Um, we're all going up to do a family reunion pretty much in Tallahassee. Uh, the entire family, so I've got all my kids well going up there forward. So as a result, over the years, I uh, I kind of imagined what being a father was. I didn't have one for the most part, so I had to imagine what it was. Um, the protecting, the providing, um, being that shield, being that umbrella, um, whether it's something as flimsy as an umbrella just to block the rain, or something as heavy as a metal shield to block the world from them. Um, that's what fatherhood is to me. Uh, I don't care. As much as I will give my children a hard time, and I trust me, if anybody gives my children a hard time, I do more than anybody else ever will. Um, anybody, who tell, anybody who knows me can tell you that my kids have a thick skin. They have no option but to do it because Justin does nothing but crack jokes on them. Um, That's true. From the time you can talk, I'm cracking jokes on you. I'm not calling you big head. I'm calling you midget. I'm calling you something. Because if your dad has did it to you and you can laugh through it, then can't nobody in school or in the world do anything and make you feel any kind of way. So those small lessons, those minor pieces, that knowing that I've got somebody that will always have my back, um, that thought in the back of their mind, that's what fatherhood is. That dad may not have been here all day because I know he's out working, but I got a game today, and I promise you I'm going to hit that motorcycle hauling tail if he's not to make sure he's flying up to the gate right as the game's getting ready to start, as right as my practice is getting ready to start, because I know Dad's going to make sure it happens. Yeah. That's what fatherhood is to me. It's being that. there. It's providing. It's being that shield. It's being that presence. Even, like, right now, like my, all of my children don't, li don't live with me. So when I get them for the summer, 90% of the time, they don't care about whether or not I'm home. 
Actually, my son, my younger son will tell you, I like it when daddy's at work because then I get to play my PlayStation on the big TV. <laughs> um, but hearing them in the other room, knowing that they get to reconnect, knowing that I get to go in there and throw a paper ball and hit somebody in the head, and we get to all have a wrestling match and have fun with it, and then I'll back out and let them have more fun. That's fatherhood to me, getting to see them. It's those small moments, those memories that you create, whether it's here in the house, whether it's going to a museum, whether it's going to a theme park, whether it's going to the beach, going to the pool, going around a corner on a walk, being there. That's what fatherhood is. See, I want to jump in and say one more thing about that, too, because um, I think it's maybe one, another one of the other questions, but the most important thing I feel is just the presence, you know what I'm saying? Just just by us being there, because that's something that I miss also. Um, you know, growing up, it was just, just, just me, my brother, my mom. Now we had, you know, like my granddaddy, we had a lot of other men, and, you know, my dad was right down the street, so it's not it's not like we didn't see him, but what I'm realizing now is just the presence. So, for example, mm-hmm. I would, for example, like, let's just take today, and I, I you know, I, 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 I like free, I like the freestyle, so you're going to hear a lot of recent stories from me, but, like, for example, today, I, it was important for me, instead of staying home and, um, you know, just chilling and letting them go to the museum, it was important for me to go to the museum with them. I never went to the museum with my dad, you know what I'm saying? That's that's just something I never did. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be something that they, that my kids are really going to appreciate, but I know it's going to affect them, right? They don't, they don't, they don't understand that I, you know, I was never able to go to a museum gift shop and pick out a manatee, you know, a bear or, you know, any kind of gift with my, with my dad. They'll never they don't understand. understand. They won't understand the, going without it because they're going with it. Without exactly that, because they're going with it, and that just makes that that brings me so much joy. And this is no knock against my father. I love my dad. I I, lo- I love him to death. And there's no knock against him at all. But just the presence that I feel that we provide. If it's just even if it's okay, I got a headache. I'm laying on the couch watching baseball. Um, just you know, if they have a question or if they see me, you know, interacting with. Um, their mom, my fiance, in any kind of way, whatever it is, just being that presence there, I just, man, I just think that's so important. So I'm just, I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate what you said because that's very true. <clears throat> yeah, I do too because from a, a female perspective, growing up without a father um, because he passed away, <clears throat> there was some moments where you start to wonder, like, what if, what would my life be like if he was here? Or And for instance, just the other day, <clears throat> Watson and I were having this conversation and he was like, you know, we're celebrating one year of marriage and I wonder what your dad would think of me or what kind of conversations me and your dad would have or if he would like me as a spouse for you. And those are questions that I've had all through the wedding process, all through just growing up. And it, I put that question there of, you know, your relationship with your father or lack thereof, how it's made you into the father that you are now, because I feel like all the people that are around us, both parents, godparents, grandparents, whoever, um, the experiences that we have with them make them into the adults that we are, or they shape kind of how we want to be as a person. And it's nice to hear the answers that you guys have um, as to what fatherhood means and how that connects to how you were brought up. Um, because had you guys not had a different experience, who knows what kind of father you would be now, or if you would be the same father. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know. And I think that one of that 
makes me go into this next question of the importance of having community around you, like having other men that are fathers, how does that help you? That is one of those pieces where they always say, you know, parenting is not a, there's no guideline, there's no book to tell you how to be a parent. Um, However, having somebody close by that has did it or that's doing it, that you can relay, hey, what do you think about this? That by itself is a gold mine. Um, my dad had his last, his baby, I was a baby boy until I was 18. Uh, he had my little brothers right around the same time I had my two oldest sons. Some, uh, I can reach out to him and be like, hey, I know you just went through this last year, so what about this? Mm. What do I do? Because I want to wring his neck right now. How do I handle this? Or I reach out to a friend who I know has kids. Like, hey, I need help. I need some advice. I want to make sure that he understands that I'm here. I want to make sure he understands this piece. How do I convey this to him? Because a lot of times us as men, um, us trying to communicate is not necessarily the best. We, we're not we're notorious, not the best at that. Um, and I'll admit, I'm probably sitting on the top of that list as far as that 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 category of not doing it right. Um, y'all have y'all be having your moments. That, that's, <laughs> just be having moments. Um, no, I was gonna say I'm at the top of that list for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, I know I'm probably sitting up on top of the list, but however, and especially when it comes to being a father, how we give that message to our children can be night or day in the determination as to whether they receive the message or whether it's just words coming out and they're not paying no attention to it because we're yelling at them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in itself and understanding the difference in the time of raising your inflection, the inflection of your voice, especially bringing that because the bass in our voice automatically most times direct, gets their attention. It commands their attention. Um, so a lot of times there's really no need for us to raise our voice. So once we start to raise our voice and when they get used to hearing us raise our voice, then they tune it out. Yeah. So it's those lessons that you learn from fellow fathers, from from the community of fathers that you get to apply that helps your relationship with your child that much more. That's good. Jake, I want to hear from your perspective, being that you are a new father. Yeah, I'm a new father, and I almost want to apologize for this because I am a stepfather as well. And uh, that's something I keep telling myself, like, I'm not going to treat my son different than my stepdaughter, um, because I didn't bring that up in the beginning. I'm already failing at that. But um, I'll start with my stepdaughter. Like, I am that community. Like, her father, you know, she has two fathers. I look at it that way. You know, Mm -hmm. she she has her dad and then she has me, but she spends more time with me. So I wonder about how what's the impact that I'm going to leave her with compared to her father like me and her father actually started to have a pretty good relationship I can talk to him um but we're not at the point with how we're going to talk about raising uh my stepdaughter um as far as being like a new father um 
that's something I kind of want to strive for because being down here in Florida, we, we don't have a sense of community um, with me being from Minnesota and my wife, wife's family's in Michigan. Um, her family that's down here is not as involved as we wish they would be in there five minutes down the road. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't really have an answer to that, but it's something we're looking at. Like we want family to be involved. It's something we're saying, like, maybe we need to move north so our kids have a different, you know, upbringing outside of just, you know, me and my wife. Mm -hmm. um, I want her to be around her cousins. I want her to be around her, her uncles, my son, you know, to grow up with his grandpa. Um, and those are I can understand that one and uh that had a huge impact on my life you know doing stuff with my grandpa i did a lot of stuff with my grandpa growing up and i look at my grandpa's you know my hero uh, yeah me and my dad have told each other we love each other probably five times ever in my life but um and that's a communication barrier i had with my father growing up that um you know i regret it's something that we're going to probably hopefully work on now that i have uh his grandson um, but I, you know, me and my grandpa always said that, like, that was an impact that had on me. I want my son to have that impact too. Um, so that's something I'm striving for is a little bit more community in the fatherhood. The family, the whole family is really what it takes. It's not just fathers. You know, there's a lot of relationships that are, are going to teach me how to be a better, better father. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's all I have to say about that, but that's it's good. something I'm striving to kind of bring into my son's life too. And I can understand where you're coming from. I did it myself. Uh, I came out of the military and one of the reasons I moved here as it is was to be closer to my family. Um, my mom, of course, is in Miami. My dad is in Atlanta. Um, so I'm like that in-between spot right now between those two. But I've got cousins in St. Pete, my godmother here. Which, look, I got, I'm, just, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna mess with her yet. I got Rifa right here. Um, <laughs> I've got Mike here, stuff like that. So the kids have uncles and aunts and cousins and grandparents and great-grands um, all around. Whether they see them daily or not, they know, hey, we've got a plethora of family around. And it helps a lot. Because um, as you said, Jake, it takes a community. It takes the old saying is it takes a village to raise a child, yeah. um, and it's very, very, very true. I cannot stress enough how true that is. Whether you create that village amongst your friends and those become the family that they know, or whether that's the blood family, yeah, that that part makes no difference. But as long as you have you create that village is what you make it. Uh, so that'll be my piece to that you on that one for you, Jake. Um, you can create that village right here. Um, whether the family down the street does it or not, that's up to them. They'll fall in line eventually. Um, but you can create the rest of that village with the friends, your bestie, so on and so forth. Um, and that way, your son and your daughter yeah. have a village. Yeah, See, I, I completely, I mean, I, I can't, everything I'm going to say is probably going to be like a repeat of what y'all just said, because it's so accurate. Now, uh, touching on what Jake said, yeah, that's that's a huge opportunity for me um, as well. And now that, you know, I'm realizing more about how 
impactful the community was on my life. You know, growing up, that's not, that, that's probably what saved my life. Because, you know, just thinking back now, you know, now being a man, I can admit, as a young kid, I was influenced by a lot of different things, right? But what kept me, what kept me on the straight and narrow was the community that my mother surrounded around me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's some, I can't even, re- I, it's something I didn't even like realize that was going on, but many examples like you said like i'm gonna mention him so many times throughout this podcast but my granddad he you know seeing how he pro- provided for my grandmother and us and kept you know kept uh the family together and different things like that um going to church and you know seeing the men how they dress with the ties their their, their pants their shirts are tucked in they you know I miss they that presentable. So <laughs> um yeah well i mean it, it's a you know we can sit here and joke about the, the big suits you know what i'm saying but <laughs> it's, it's, let's be real though like that's you know you you that's a that's an image that is so is is so much how do I say it it's the opposite of what we see outside on the streets you know you sagging pants got your tank top mm-hmm. on and go, you know what I'm saying and that's and we see we see them they got the big cars they got the rims you know what I'm saying they got the thing they got the gold chains and stuff that that that's that's um, that we want Appealing. and yep but but it but the more you grow up and realize that's not what's that's that stuff ain't important you know what I'm saying that's not important at all. So basically, like, you know, just just seeing how how I grew up and not really realizing how strong or how important it was to have that such a strong community of positive men, family oriented men around us, um, just giving us that uh, image, you know, what I'm saying like something, something, something else to look forward to and stuff like that is so important. And just like uh, Jake was saying, that's something I really want to uh, start to implement because it's not just me. They're not just going, just, just how we were talking about earlier, they're not just going, you know what I'm saying, I can yell and scream all day, clean the room, do this, do that, they do that and the other. But they they may have to see it from somewhere else. They may have to mm-hmm. hear it from somewhere else. They may oh, have to see an example from another family. You know what I'm saying? So it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I've been telling you this. I've been telling you to keep your room clean for the last six or seven <laughs> years. But now you go to your friend's house and, you know, you see how they keep, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like. I just, I just feel that, you know, having positives, just surrounding yourself by positive examples, positive people, and, and, and those positive people don't have to be parents, you know what I'm saying? They, nope. they could just, um, you know, just smart, loving, caring people, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, that's, that's just something that I really, you know, we, we do, we do emphasis, we do uh, emphasize how much uh, time we spend as a family, because that's important to all of us. But not just that, we need to also make it important to spend that same time with other people. So, um, you know, I just can't wait to hang out with y'all. Just, just we all, we all sound so similar. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to think about it also, because look at it this way. Like you mentioned, growing up, um, when we grew up, we had neighborhoods. We had blocks. Blocks, yeah. yeah you don't, you don't that hear either. that word. You don't hear that word anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what the, it was a intentional piece of where there was just a community aspect the block i grew up on i can literally name the head of the household for every house on my block yeah man yeah i know who lived in the house almost what they did and everything else whether they had kids or not whether their kids were grown whether they're my age so on and so forth so when we got re- when i got ready to do dumb things in my life i thought about doing dumb stuff in my life if it wasn't the head of the households, the kids that they had that were older than me were like, nah, Justin, you're too smart. Sit your butt back down. That's right. And it's that, it's that community that will keep our children out of that issue, out of those problems. 
because, like you said, going to their friend's house, they will learn so much more amazingly than what we had been telling them for six years. Yeah. Yep. Hey, we grew up. We grew up with the blog. They growing up with the metaverse, man. What is the metaverse? What you talking yes. about? Like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I refuse to acknowledge the existence of that. The metaverse, like what I'm is a, this? I feel, I feel like the person with the I feel like the old guy with the flip phone that didn't want to acknowledge the the, the, the smartphones. Because you are old. Is, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's I, a whole other topic too. That's a whole other topic, right, Jake? You you understand? You feel me? Well, no, it is because like like Emma, my daughter, just got on Roblox and like they're interacting with other people. You don't know like on that. That's the whole other thing about parenting too. Like. You don't want your kids. The problems we had when we were kids aren't the same problems the kids, Not you know, at all. our kids are dealing with. Like yeah. the internet kind of changed everything, especially when you start communicating with people. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's like Roblox has its innocence to it, but because you have adults have the ability to play with, like the the thing that our exposure to adults, like if we watch Disney movies now as adults, we see the in your windows inside the movies. We didn't yeah. see that as children because we were children. When they're playing Roblox and you got a grown 32, 35-year-old adult sitting in his mom's basement, and I say that because that's the image they always portray in the movies, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that case, um, playing Roblox with him, they don't, the in your windows are not there. It's direct at that point. Yeah. And so they're not allowed to stay children because of everything they have access to. Um, and so that's our job as parents, that's our job, especially as fathers, and that protection aspect um, is to protect them as much as we can without completely hindering them. And it's a fine line we have to, we have to walk, and I admit it really is. Um, because I've got two – go ahead. No, so I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to I wanted to applaud that because since I, I don't know I don't know if Sharifa had this had Roblox in her question there. But it's funny because you know, I told y'all my daughter's six, right? And can I play Roblox? Can I play Roblox? And it's it's she can play, you know what I'm saying? But there's more no's than yeses because mm -hmm. of the protection. I know, just like you said. There's people out there that want to take away your innocence. You know what I'm saying? They want to teach you bad words. They want to mm -hmm. say bad things. I don't know what it is, but that's what people just crave that. They could be the same age as you teaching you a word, or they could be a lot older than you trying to teach you something that you that you shouldn't know at that age yet. So I don't know anything about Roblox, and I need to do a better job of <laughs> see, you know, seeing what they do because I'll just see her just walk around, jumping on different things and stuff. It's like, why there's there's tons of games inside the game. There's tons of yeah. like, if you want to you want a tutorial or lesson on Roblox, let me know. I'll let one of mine come teach you. Yeah, um, I would need that. <laughs> when I say they will give you the down and dirty break it down on how to do this, I've got two of them right now. I can send to you ten and eight. I, I need that. I definitely need it. <laughs> everybody's mind on the explanation they will give in Roblox. One hundred percent. I'm gonna take you up on that. But basically, <laughs> yeah. the main thing is like you know, she she don't understand it, and not just Roblox, but other games too. But when they get online and stuff like that, I make sure that they know we we already had a conversation. People say whatever they want to say. Um, I know that her feelings are fragile. She might not understand what that means, but they might say something to her that might hurt her feelings. 
they may say something to her that, you know, that, that she shouldn't be exposed to at that age, whatever it is. So we've had that conversation just preparing if, mm -hmm. you know, a chat box does open or something like that, but she's not allowed to chat, right? And even if, even if, you know, let's just say that she's playing with some other friends or something like, okay, who are you talking to? She's like, oh, this is, this is my friend from dance class. or this is my cousin, um, uh, Christian or Jeremy, whoever it is. So she understands the reason behind it without me giving too much information as to, mm -hmm. okay, well, they, 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 they can curse and they can do that, you know, all that stuff. So it's, it's just so, it's, it's just so important for us to give the reason why behind things that we, you know, for example, like I said, I always say no. The reason that he's saying no is because I'm trying to protect you from this. Even though mm -hmm. she don't understand that, she she kind of gets it. You know what I'm saying? So I just one wanted to to well, help you out with that one. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things, Mike, we in, we I don't know if we did it or if they did it on their own. I really can't even pinpoint it. Um, we took out the ability for them to communicate on on the online games. So there's no chat boxes. There's none of that. We put the restrictions on that for that reason. So what my children do do. Because like I said, they live in separate houses, but they still will play with each other constantly. They will get on Facebook Messenger for kids, the kids' messenger, and they will video call each other on video on Facebook mm -hmm. and have that in the background while they're playing with each other. So that way they're still having the conversations like we would like think like me and you would if we were playing PlayStation against each other. Mm -hmm. They're having that while playing Roblox, okay. but the communication is not going through Roblox. It's through third party. It, it's through and you know who they're talking to. So that way, they know exactly who they're talking to. They're talking to, um, they're talking to their sister. They're talking to their brother, so on and so forth, la, la, la. Yeah. And yeah, we're gonna link up because I need to learn how to turn. I need to learn how to turn that. Back. I don't even know if it's off. I just tell her to turn it off, and I just yeah. I didn't even know you could turn the, the chat off. <laughs> yeah, everybody learning something new. Come on, the yeah, technology is changing too quick. I mean, it's yeah. hard to keep up. It, and it it, uh, it updates fast. It updates faster than we can catch it. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what what I was gonna ask this question. Like, with all these new things coming on as we're as parenting is evolving as we're keeping up with the age do you guys feel like there's some kind of shame or guilt around become being a father and the role that you have to fulfill no i wouldn't i wouldn't say any shame or guilt because i know I, I i look at it as a mission i got a job to do you know what i'm saying I, I ain't really trying to keep up with the world i ain't really trying to you know what i'm saying i got a job to do and that's to get you from from point A to point to point B, when I let you go, I'm supposed to teach you and instill you different things that will get you through whatever. So when, as technology changes, so let's just take go back to the robots. As technology changes, I'm teaching you. You know, you you got to watch what you say. You got to watch what you do. You got to treat people right. No, there's no bullying and stuff like that. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever it is I'm teaching you, even as the technology changes and you know you can get away with different things, you know that you're not supposed to act that way, right? And that's just how, you know, that's how we were growing up. You know, we, we go in the store and, and you know, even if our, our you show it out on. moms in the, yeah, that's all right. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you, if you act a certain way in this store, you can get your butt toe up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the main thing is like, my job is to teach those lessons and my job is to enforce, you know, the things that I teach. That way, when I'm not there in the store or in the metaverse <laughs> or whatever y'all want to say, when I'm not there, those lessons still apply. Yep, and that voice sits in their head. 
That's right. It's I'm I'm sitting right there with my with my arms folded, looking at them with that with them daddy eyes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um so there's no there's really no shame. You know, and you can call me old school, whatever. There's no shame in me not keeping up and letting them do certain things that are happening in the world, or you know that there's no shame in it because I know that I have a job to do and that's my purpose on this earth, and I don't I, that I I need to fulfill that. That's it. Yeah, I don't. There's no there's no shame behind it because I need to fulfill my 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 job. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna piggyback off of that one. I'm gonna say point blank period. There should be no shame or guilt in becoming a father. Um, there shouldn't be. Um, to me, that's a badge of honor. Um, I walk around with a shirt that I know for a fact at this point is at least one size, if not two sizes too small. Um, because of the fact it's a shirt, it's a shirt the kids had picked out for me. It was actually a whole bathing suit outfit, like it's a swim trunks and a shirt. I still got the trunks, but the shirt I know is too small, but I'll still rock it. And it says Rad Dad on it. And it's got all of the Marvel characters into the letters. The kids picked that out for me. I'm going to wear that every time I can get it. I, I, I wore it this week, matter of fact. I'm like, I'm wearing this shirt. I know it's too small. I'm still going to wear it. <laughs> you got a stomach hanging out the bottom still wearing it. I ain't, I ain't, it ain't that small. <laughs> but it's it, 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 tight now. But I'm, I'm still going to. Because to me, that's a badge of honor. Um, Father's Day. Every year so lately for Father's Day, the kids have did their arts and crafts and created gifts for me, so on and so forth. I take those and love those much more than I would a tie or something like that. Like we would give when we were growing up, we you gave the fathers a tie, um, and I'm like, no, do something. I, I, so right next to my bed, and as I'm sitting on the bed right now, I can always when I first thing I see in the morning when I roll over, if I'm not rolling over looking at my baby, I'm rolling over looking at the wall, and I see best dad ever. Uh, we love you. Happy Father's Day on my wall. Um, that to me, that's that badge of honor to know that we're doing our part as men to help better society. Not in just what we do as our jobs, not in just being good men, not in just being productive citizens, but in providing a better solution for the next generation. There's there's nothing else you can do when you're not here. Once we leave and move on, our legacy is what we leave behind. So if you've raised those children right, you've done right by those children, you've been a great father, your legacy is strong. Yeah. Um, I agree with all that. Um, I don't think there's any shame or guilt or anything. Um, I would say, at least for me, I've been a carefree, you know, kind of just go with it person. But I would say, you know, since I've had this baby boy, my anxiety has been through the roof. Like, I mean, I waking up in the middle of the night, if he's sleeping more than three hours, I wake up. Is he breathing still? Like, it's just like (laughs) these little things um, that that scare the crap out of you because they're so vulnerable. And you are everything, you know, you are uh, the only thing keeping them alive at that age. Um, But there's no guilt, no shame. I mean, I'm nervous about the future, like just the world, what's going on. You know, you want to make sure that they're going to have a great life and, you know, things are going to work out for them. But uh, you can only control what you can control and do what you can for them. Um, But I would say anxiety is my biggest thing that is just emotion 
wise that I've realized out of becoming a father. Um, that's very new to me. Well, I was, was going to um, kind of to like summarize like this thing and like, it sounds like we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if there are dads out there that are like shamed or embarrassed or, you know, they what if, if there is, is any shame with any fathers out there, like the, the biggest message that if you haven't heard it already is how important you are, you know what I'm saying, to that child. So, mm-hmm. you know, sound, you know, like I said, it sounds like all three of us, we're kind of sound, um, saying the same thing, how we, we take it as um, something that, you know, we, we, we want to accomplish, we want to do. But if there's anyone out there that's like shamed of becoming a dad or, you know, uh, if there's any shame in, in anything that they're doing along that aspect, uh, the biggest the biggest thing, if you haven't heard of already, is how important and how big of a role that you play in, in, in that child or those children's lives. Um, even um, uh, like uh, uh, Jake was saying earlier about being a stepdad, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that if, if someone's experiencing that because you, you have the ability to make such a, a, a big impact in, in that child's life. So um, just to kind of summarize it and bring it together because it's like, you know, there, there are people that may be going through that. Um, and I just want you to hear from me that, you know, you, you, you got a, you got a, you got a job to do, um, yeah. you got to get it done. And I like how you guys all, um, like in talking about <clears throat> the, how important this work is and how important being present and just showing up, um, and also talking about some of the challenges, like, Jake, you're talking about you having anxiety and being worried about the future, like how and also having a stepchild, like how does that how are you guys managing taking care of yourselves one, because you can't show up for anybody else if you are yourself not taking care of you. So how are you doing that? And also to some of the challenges in being a part of a blended family. And I know you guys have experience in that in different parts of your family. So can you explain? Uh, for me, I mean, I just make sure I take, you know, a little time for myself. You know, I don't want to overdo it to the point where I get super frustrated or, you know, the biggest thing for me is I don't want to say something to somebody, whether it be my wife or my kids, that I regret. So if I feel like I need to remove myself from a situation, I have no problem you know, stepping away. And that seems to work for me. You know, everyone needs their own time. Everyone has their own thing that they like to do, you know, whether it be, you know, watching sports or some people like to drink, you know, it's, you know, I still make time for the things I enjoy doing. I like to watch, you know, I'm a hockey fan. I like to get out and watch a hockey game here in my garage um, at night if I have time. That's kind of my release. Uh, I'll pass it on, but I mean, I just think it's all about, you know, making sure you have your own time. So when you are present, you can give it your all. Yeah. You're 100% right. 100%. Um, I was going to say. Okay. I was gonna, yeah, go ahead, Josh. I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah I'm going um, to get in real quick because I'm going to let uh, Justin wrap it up. But basically with me, so Strip, we actually talked about this recently. It's like. Yes, I'm, we did. It's like Watson. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought I up am, the question. Oh, <laughs> now I'm not ready for it, but I was just going to say with me, with me uh, kind of speaking on that, it's like just a little, just a little taste. Like I'm, I am, I, I thrive like in solitude, right? I, I just, I don't know what it is. I, I, I can be alone and be completely happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so 
And, you know, as far as taking care of myself, I got to find time to, like, be alone. You know what I'm saying? The, the kids got to go to bed at a certain time because we, we y'all been on my back all day. And I, I just need some time to watch that hockey game, watch that basketball game, those, or, or watch the race. Um, I want, I'm, some, sometimes I need to have that time alone. Um, they, they, they always talk about how I take long showers and I'm in the bathroom for a long time. That's because I'm, I'm, I'm in the little box and I like this little box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, so with me, there, you know, I, I do know that's important. Um, and I do wish that I could, you know, find some different ways. Um, there's common, common answers like, you know, I'll read a book. Um, I'll find time to, you know, get along, go on a drive or something like that. But I do want to learn better ways to like, you know, take care of myself. So, uh, I have been trying to uh, get into exercising a little bit more and uh, relieve stress that way. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot more things that I can go on and on, but I'm, I'm, I want to try to find other ways to, you know, kind of detect, detect if you can, if you if we can use that in this scenario. Um, because, you know, I, I, I just think it is important to take care of yourself first before you, you know, open the door and try to show up and be Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman need to, need to you know, uh, re-energize, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I, I do have my small things that I do, but I wish that there were, um, you know, other things that I would love to learn from y'all also. All right. So Reefa knows a good bit of this one on my side, which is why she made sure to put me last on this one. I caught on to that one, by the way. Um, <laughs> she did this intentionally. I know she did. Um, <laughs> well, you see, she's silent right now. She's not even going to acknowledge the fact that I mentioned that part. Um, <laughs> I just laughed. Hey, that's, that's all. That's her job. That's her job. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's when you know it's your little sister. So she's going to do that to me. I get it. And I love it. Uh, mine, I've got a multitude of things I'll do for me time. Um, lifting weights by far is probably one of my favorites. Um, throw my headphones in my ears. I'm in a whole nother world when I'm in a gym. I really truly am. Um, it's been a stress reliever for decades at this point. Um, unfortunately, I can't do it as much as I like to right now because of an injury. But I'm working my way back into it, and just the the small bit of the endorphins I'm starting to get from it is like, oh my gosh, oh god, I feel better. Um, mm-hmm. um, I even posted a post one day, uh, and it, I, I did it intentionally to spark a, spark people to talk trash. Um, and was like, you know what, as much as us as adults like the adult-to-adult connection activities, I'm going to put it that way, um, that create children, um, as much as we like that, the lifting endorphins are still better. And getting a good workout in, whether it's weights, lifting, running, whatever the case is, will release more endorphins into your brain. Than, that, than the other activity will anytime. Believe it or not, most people are like, no, there's no else. Okay, no problem. Go ahead and do that. Do the other activity and then go get a real workout in and then come talk to me. And they're like, I hate to admit it, Justin, but you're right. Yeah. Because it's that solitude, um, especially the men. And as much as I hate referencing social media, this is twice and it's one response I'm doing. Um, there's a reel that I have shared before uh, and it's the message pretty much states something to the extent of us as men, uh, we strive for quiet. Yeah, y'all are not the chaos coordinators at all. 
we strive for quiet. Mm -hmm. When you come to us with an issue, we want to solve it immediately so we can go back to our quiet. <laughs> I'm not preaching today. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I had never put it this way until I saw it on IG, and I promise you, I shared it four times with four different people saying this video to my girl at the same time. I, in four days, I sent it to her four times. She's like, I got the message the first time. We hear you, I'm bro. <laughs> because, and it's, it's just what we are. So I strive for my quiet. One of my quiet times is my motorcycle. I will get on my bike and I will ride to the wheels fall off. Granted, I've got my music on and my hat and my helmet, so I've technically it's not super quiet. So I, everything I do, I've got music. It's just I love music. But, but it's, it's you in your time solitude. doing what you like. Mm-hmm. It's me and my time. Yeah. Now, granted, I will share it. I have no problem sharing it with her. I have no problem sharing it with the kids. But every time I get on that bike, it's not going to be me sharing it. Yeah. I, I, I need my, my solitude. Like, I'm a personal trainer, so I work out five days a week with other people. But when I work out for myself, usually I'm in another world by myself. Um, so it's those, those pieces of that solitude that we have to come and it gives us that time to re-energize. Another one that um, I have grown more and more into lately is church. Um, it's the ability for me to go in there and be able to re-energize myself. Uh, I had a stressful week. I had this and that going on, so on and so forth. Walk into the church and let it all out. Come home refreshed. Granted, the entire family went with me. But I don't care who's standing next to you in church. You both going to get two different response, two different experiences. Mm-hmm. So that to me was my long time. That was my time with God. So I was able I was able to get those and start to implement those at various times throughout the weeks, throughout the days, um, to ensure that the stresses of life are not being brought into the front door. Because that is the worst feeling in the world when you realize and you look at yourself in the mirror and realize you snapped at your wife or children because you were pissed about something outside your house. Hmm. And I know that's going to answer one of the other questions, but that's probably one of my biggest regrets. Yeah. It... <laughs> But just let you continue because that is one of my that was one of the questions like mistakes that you people make as fathers. <clears throat> we allow the world to affect our kingdom. Sure. Inside these four walls is my kingdom. This is my domain. That's how my mama taught me growing up. You the king of this castle. So inside these four walls, that's my kingdom. That's my domain. Typically, what I say goes, and of course, the, the queen has the ability to veto it, and usually she does anyway. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> therefore, I don't allow outside forces to impact inside. Um, at the tail end of my military career, I had a lot of stress going on. 
to the extent of I would pull into my driveway and I would sit there for 20 to 30 minutes in the driveway with the music blaring with my seat laid all the way back before I could walk in the house. Mm. Because I had to woosah before I could walk in the front door. Because otherwise, you could say, we ran out of dish tabs. And I'm like, man, leave me alone right now. That's right. And that frustration was starting to spill into the house, and I caught it. A little late, but I caught it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's when I started to realize that it was time for me to start letting my military career go. Because if it's getting that that hectic for me, that I need to woosah my driveway, and then on some days get on my motorcycle and then haul tail to woosah, which is even more dangerous, then it's, yeah, it's I not worth it. It's not worth it. At the expense of your family. Um, and so those pieces, those those lessons, those mistakes, uh, that's where it, it, it it's those, it, it, I can speak on for days on those. <laughs> See, I was I was going to jump in too, and I mean, you you are hitting it right on the head. I mean, there's no there's there's not even it's almost as if there's not much else to say, right? I, but yeah. just to just to address, and I and I don't want to, you know, maybe we can come back to it again, but I want a clarity on the um, the blended family, Sharifa, but. I'm not sure if we yes. want to circle back around or we um, are. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, okay, we'll we'll address this right here. But um, <clears throat> with me, uh, there's 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 many things that um, you know that I want to work on and um, change and do better and stuff like that. But I would say, um, how do I how do I address it? I don't really want to say mistakes. I don't really want to call it like mistakes, but I just want to say like things I'm working on or trying to get better with and stuff like that. Um, I just feel, yep. Um, I just feel that one thing that I wish I did better, which you can say mistake or not, but one thing I wish I did better was solidify the relationship with her mother, such as marrying her. Right? Um, we still not married. We've been together forever. You know what I'm saying? And Sharifa, we, you, you, out of anybody, you and Watson have held us accountable. You know, as much yeah. as anybody. But just to to get back on on the point that. I wish I solidified that in the beginning because we still, uh, my children are still dealing with our issues, right? I've said things that I shouldn't have said. They see me act ways that I shouldn't act, and no, and I regret that stuff so much. But if we, if I just, if I put all my time and energy and effort into their mother, <clears throat> those small arguments and stuff like that that the kids shouldn't even hear from the other room or whatever the situation is, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we, but we, we, we kind of like i don't want to say skip the step but we jumped into um you know raising children together uh so fast we didn't really so we didn't really get the time in that we should have had we didn't travel as much as we should have did we didn't really solidify that you know what i'm saying that so piece. yeah, the, yeah. The foundation the foundation with their so okay let's look at it from this perspective they no matter what i'm their father right they're gonna look at me as a superhero no matter what everything everything that she says if I'm, if I'm not in the house or if I'm not if I'm at work or whatever the situation is, everything she says about me should be uplifting. It should be positive, you know, because I'm 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 their superhero, right? 
it go it go it goes the same way. Everything that I every action I take, it could be foot massages, could be flowers, whatever it is, they should see me um treating her as the as queen. The queen she is. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that they have to they had to witness or hear um daddy not being as nice as he should have been to mommy or whatever situation it is, though those things that that would stick with me the most out of anything else, right? And truth, you know, the God God is working on me, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, and I'm I'm really um I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm really glad you brought this up because in doing research for this episode, um, I like to kind of see what else is out there and see what other people's perspectives. And one of the most pivotal things that I found in this article was that and you guys hit on it, was the the father's presence in the home, um, his tone of voice, and his relationship with the spouse or the mother of the children. Those three pieces were what made the relationship between the father and the child so, like, it solidified it. Because, and I, it, it, it struck me when I read the article, I was like, oh, dang, like, I never really thought about it from that perspective, but it made sense. Like, you having just one small argument, it trickles down to everybody in the house, and it changes the atmosphere, and it changes the mood, and you don't realize that, okay, what they saw at four, five, six, could be with them until they're 26, could be with them until they're 36. So, it's with some of those things that um is so important and i'm i'm glad that you brought it up because i've been thinking about you guys um in general but in reading it i was like this is huge the relationship you have with whoever you bring a child into the world with it matters 100 percent 100 percent and, I, and that's and that's and that's really what that's really what the the, the summary. I, I'm I I haven't read that. And I, I just didn't even think about that. It, it just kind of came up that I just wish you know I would say the mistake of my opportunity or what I want to work on is that's their mother, and I want them to see her not lift a finger. I want mm-hmm. them to see her treated like he's like like uh, like we just talked about. Justin mentioned the queen as she is. Mm-hmm. I have not done that. And I'm, I need to do a better job at that. And I think because of the foundation, you know, we we we've been together forever, right? So that's that's not that's but that's not really the foundation we're talking about. I'm just yeah. talking about I need we I need to do better as a man to make you my wife. And whatever that is, I need to get it done, right? Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna get rid of little petty arguments that we have <laughs> about you you know you being upset about something or whatever, me going too slow, whatever it is. I, it, none of that stuff matters as far as much as that should have been done out the way and you know our goals and everything should have been already aligned before we brought these children here and they and they they're they're witnessing us working through that now it's not necessarily a bad thing because not at all day, yeah at the end of the day you know let's just say it's let's just take let's just say it's 20 30 more years i don't care what it is they gonna see okay i i witnessed my parents struggle right I, and now that i'm an adult and I can see that, okay, they struggled with us in the other room or whatever it is. They overcame that and they are still here together holding hands at the beach, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, because life is about. Say... Sorry, go ahead. 
no, no, I was just going to wrap it up and say that's not necessarily a bad thing because they're they going to see that, you know, you got to put you got to put time and energy and effort into everything you do. I just wish mm-hmm. that was that was already done, because once the children came, we put ourselves on the, on the back burner. The it back wasn't burner. Really, yeah. yeah, it wasn't really us taking care of each other mm-hmm. anymore. It was like, OK, 90 percent of my focus is going to be on this baby. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, I just wish I just wish that was I wish I did a better job of um, um, taking care of that, you know, before moving moving to the next step with children. And I think that also plays a part in having blended families as well. I mean, like, we all know this, like, people get together all the time, they have children, it doesn't work out. Or something happens in an event and they need to break up. So I think one of the the biggest pieces of this and hearing you talk is in saying that there's room for growth. There's room for compassion. There's room for love. There's room for each party to kind of decide, okay, how, what do we want to make this family look like what are the goals that we have in order to move this family forward and i um i jake i'm I'm gonna bring it back to you because you do such a great job at this like i'm between you and justin both i look at you guys all the time and i'm like i don't know how they do it because me personally i always said i could not be with someone who had children prior to me and that person being together and I look at you guys and you do it with such grace and such honor and love and respect that sometimes you kind of forget that this is a blended family. So can you speak to your experiences? Yeah. Um, I mean, my wife took it slow too. I didn't meet my stepdaughter for probably four or five months into our relationship. We took it really slow with her because, you know, I think it was important for my wife, like she didn't want anyone involved with her daughter if it wasn't going to last, you know. Um, but speaking on what we were just talking about, even I've never heard. And, and this is setting the example about how we need to treat each, me and my wife like what, no relationships going to be perfect. Um, yeah. You're going to have arguments. You, you do your best to keep your kids from seeing it. Um, but I think it's important that when they do see it, they also see the other side of it, like you coming out persevering you know you showing the affection at the end like the apology you know showing how you treat somebody when you disagree with them or when you know you become frustrated um i've never seen my wife say anything bad about her uh ex-husband in front of my daughter or my stepdaughter um no matter you know what circumstances how frustrating you know things get between them you know it's always positive you know that's her father and she's going to make sure that she will always look up to him. Um, but as far as just like a blended family, I mean, what other option do you have? You know, I kind of came into this, you know, I, I knew it from the start. It wasn't like, you know, she blindsided me with a kid. Yeah, it's not a surprise. <laughs> so, I mean, I had to make a conscious decision right away. I was actually in the boat of possibly moving back home to Minnesota. And uh, we started dating and... Um, I, of course, I liked her, eventually loved her, um, but it was something, you know, before it got serious, I, I had to tell myself, okay, you know, if this gets serious, I need to make sure that, you know, I'm going to treat this this child like potentially my own child and take care of her. Um, it's, when you're doing it, you, you don't really think about it. It just kind of comes natural, but it, mm-hmm. it's it, it's a conscious decision at some point, like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then after that, you know, there's no going back. 
Because once you make that first step and once you get involved in that child's life, I mean, you've already made an impression on them. It's, you know, you can make a horrible impression and just disappear. But that was the one thing, you know, I think nobody wants to do. So as soon as I made that decision that, you know, I was going to be involved, I, I had to be all in. Yeah. Um, and right. I treat I treat her like my own. I mean, I next week where I'm actually taking her to Universal, just me and her are going to get out, you know, away from the baby, just have some father-daughter time. Um, just because I don't want her to feel forgotten or feel, you know, jealous or left out from, you know, a newborn. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen overnight either. I'll add, like, you know, this relationship took a long time. Like, I like to joke. Um, just like Justin, you were saying, I, I throw a lot of sarcasm out there. I'll, I'll say things. And, yes, he does, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't having it, you know. Girls, you know can be a little bit more emotional than, you know, me growing up with, you know, my guys. And uh, that was an adjustment, you know. We kind of went through some valleys, but we came out of them. And I think our relationship's stronger because we understand each other. And I would even say, you know, I've had the impression where her humor is now my humor. You know, she's poking fun back at me. And that mm -hmm. just puts a big smile on my face that I had that impression because it's such a great quality of hers now. Um, but it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you just make this decision, you're gonna be in this kid's life and you expect this kid to just, uh, you know, give you the same respect or, you know, the same the same effort back. It, it definitely takes time. Uh, you 100% right on that one. Um, I've, it, I've been part of the blended family on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, I've been with someone who had already had children prior um, and now I'm the one with children prior and someone been with me. Um, so I've done that aspect or that, that blended family thing on both sides of the coin. And at the end of the day, the biggest piece to it, um, the, the challenge is ensuring that you make sure that the children understand they're all yours. Um, I love you all. Uh, mm -hmm. Mike's my ex-wife's son, who, when we were married, the time we were together was from the time he was three until the time he was a teenager. Um, so even though he's not my child by blood, that boy knows, like any one of my teenagers know, that I'll do anything for him. Um, and so I had not seen him in months until yesterday. When I saw him yesterday, and he walked, I said, you got about three seconds to get over here before I punch you. You know it, because I ain't got my hug yet, boy. <laughs> and it made everybody laugh, because everybody knew I meant it. Like, I need my love. Give it here, now. Um, that was, that's my son. So it, it's, that's how that is. Uh, and I applaud my better half, because she knew well before we started that I had children. And I had plenty of children. Um, and she came in and has taken off and ran with and did backflips with. And oh, yes. It looked like a cakewalk mm -hmm. how she is with my children. Yeah. Um, like I said, I picked up the babies yesterday. We, we got back at 1 a.m. from picking up my, two, my youngest boy and my youngest girl. 
Um, and I, when I say they're going to come in here and they want mommy to do it, they're coming to her. They know daddy's sitting right here in bed next to mommy. They can walk right past me and go right to her. Mommy, can I have this? Mommy, can I have that? And she'll look right at me and she's like, is he not sitting here or what? They go right to mommy. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> but that part, and it's making sure that even in a blended family, that the, the key word is family. Family, yeah. Um, And so she treats them no different than she treats hers. I treat my quote-unquote stepson no different than I would have treated mine. Um, and that's how we make sure that no child feels any different whatsoever. Um, now, when you start getting age gaps, that that makes it a little different because, especially like Jake said, when you've got one and you got a newborn, um, you're going to spend a lot more time with the newborn because they, they demand a lot more attention. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to put that extra concerted effort into ensuring that they understand on their level, on their understanding, that they're not forgotten. Um, so, like, as we're having this interview right now, Rifa, Christine got up and left. I believe it. I absolutely no, believe not it. Because, not because of us having an interview, but nope. because Jason came to the door. Uh-huh. And Jason told me last week that he had a pool party he was invited to for the day. I completely forgot about it. Yep. It was before he had to be there at 4 o'clock. Well, what were we doing at 4 o'clock? I was sitting mm-hmm. right here. So at 3.45, he came and knocked on the door. We were already made a call. So she got up, got dressed. Mary, my her shoulder was bothering her right now. Yeah. She got up, got dressed, and has already dropped him off at the parties on the way back. Yeah. And that's a testament to both of you guys um, and your teamwork. And you guys really, like Jake said, going into it knowing that this is my decision this is my end in mind and i'm these are my these are going to be my kids these are my children regardless of where they come from who they come from these are my kids and this is i'm willing to invest and instill in them and love on them and Mm -hmm. like i said i applaud the both of you for the grace that you guys have not only with your spouses but with yourself and making this conscious decision to continue to raise these little people because they need you. To jump on Josh's point, I can't let, I, I, I can't let that one not go and not applaud my dog for this one. Um, Uh-oh. I, hold on. I ain't ready yet. Let me, hold on. Let me put your shoulder a little bit, man. You, do I, 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 you put me on a pedestal. Hold on. I'm ready now. The Josh and Jake pointed out something very profound in this, and Jake, you did it as well. Making sure that the children don't hear negative. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It it literally will irk me to my soul when I'm sitting with someone and one of the parents is talking down about the other parent to the child. Yeah, and so I wholeheartedly, as an adult, yeah. want to punch the soul out of your body. <laughs> not the soul. <laughs> I want to. I don't want to hit your soul. I don't want to hit you in your chest. I want to hit your soul <laughs> and make you back out of you for a little bit, like the cartoons, and look at how stupid you look right now. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, 
they don't see, they don't hear the words you're saying. Because at the end of the day, when they come back, you're going to be the ones wrong. Mm-hmm. I and Reefa, me and, have, me and Reefa have had this conversation time and time again. My oldest, well, not my oldest, my Jason, uh, spit an image of me, my ride or die. Um, we, we did the single father piece, me and him. Uh, me and his mom have not been together since she got pregnant with him. Um, and there I could go on for days on issues we have had. However, no matter what the issue I have, and he is now 15 years old, about to be 16, has a job, so on and so forth, in high school, I could probably have the grown man conversation with this boy at this point. But I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Because except for the onesies and twosies time where I've had to, okay, hold on, we got to nip this in the bud kind of thing. Um, I'm not going to talk bad about your mama. If you realize later on in life the things your mama did wrong, that's your realization on you as an adult or as you as a person. And that's something you and your mama going to have to talk about. Talk about, yeah. I ain't got no parts of that. I'm not going to talk bad about her. I'm not going to mistreat her. When she called, even I don't feel like dealing with her. Hey, how you doing? Here's Jason. Yeah. I'm cordial. Because at the end of the day, whether it was by choice or not, he didn't pick to have her as a mom and me as dad. I picked to lay down with her. Right. And that is what us as parents, us as adults, especially us as men, sometimes we'll forget. Oh, man, my, my baby mama this, man, my baby mama that. And yeah, you lay down with her, man. I can't stand you, stuff like that. You laid down with us. Yep. Uh, Got to look in the mirror on that one, bro. Yep. Yeah. And so I, for a fact, I know I have not done my adequate research prior to procreating. However, I can't change that. So what the point of me knocking them now to their child? Right. And so... When you boys pointed out treating like a queen and not talking bad in front of the child and never talking no matter how much is going on, that by itself speaks absolute volumes. And if anybody ever hears me say anything else, please, for the love of God, do not talk about your other in front of the child. They are a child. Let them be a child let them figure that out on their own. I promise you, unless that parent changes their ways, they're going to figure it out. And when they do figure it out, the heartache they're going to have to deal with coming from that child is much worse than you telling them yourself. But let the child do it. That's not your responsibility. I agree. A hundred. A hundred percent. We have three very important questions more two important questions and then one thing you want to leave with the audience so we're going to try to get through this 
rather quick. Um, you, might well up, you might as well set up the part two, Sharif. Come on now. I, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know what? I don't I know why she doesn't automatically set up part two. Part I do. <laughs> I do. I need to set up a part two. And I think um, I think I will, actually, because there's some questions that we actually we didn't get to. Um, but these two are extremely important. And um, when we do part two, there's some other people that I want to join us in the conversation that didn't get a chance to do so. Um but the the first question is fatherhood and faith and spirituality. Um, how are you guys implementing that, instilling it into your kids? And the other one is one thing that you're the most proud of. Uh, if y'all don't mind, I'm gonna jump on the first one, and it will just you know just circle around and come back to the second one. But um, I just feel like you know, as a head of household, as a leader, um, it's important to before teaching and showing and you know doing everything i got to do it on my own right i got to get in the word i got to pray i got to uh, ask for guidance um and from there <clears throat> from there it's you know teaching and showing uh my kids how to pray um how you know they 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 need to understand the power of prayer they may not understand it but you know daddy daddy has to go talk to god and, and ask you know ask you know ask him to guide me or whatever situation it is um so i just think it's important for me to i gotta do it on my own first right i gotta i gotta be established um and then you know when we when we hold hands as a family and pray they know why because they're i'm i'm, I'm talking to my heavenly father um and then you know obviously the simple things are you know before bed and, um you know when we're uh, about to eat dinner or whatever situation is uh we got to make sure we pray and, and they got to hear me and then i also make them do it too so, um, okay, baby Josh, go ahead and say, go ahead and go ahead and uh, say grace. Uh, Ela, go ahead and pray before we go to bed. So, not only do I do it and show it and and ha and um, listen, uh, have them listen to me pray and 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 meditate and different things like that. I also want them to start to say it, also start to talk, start to speak it, and start to um, you know memorize different verses and stuff like that. So, uh, I just think I just think it's really important uh, to wrap up. I just think it's really important for us to be established and have our own two feet down first before we can uh, expect or even try to um, have them uh, learn from us. I'm gonna piggyback off of that one um, because the spirituality is what grounds us. It's what our foundation is. Um, we're built from there up. Um, and so when we have a relationship with the Father, then us as fathers is that much more strong. Um, because the lessons we learn from His grace and His, forgiven, his forgiveness and everything else with us and all the stupid things we do, then how can we not do the same thing with ours? So it's those pieces in itself. And you you, you kind of punch them in the gut, Josh, I, I'll admit, uh, because I've been intending on teaching more so the nightly prayers, and I have not. I've dropped that ball. Um, I will be man enough to admit I have dropped that ball. Um, but it's one of those first, pieces. First, first, before you continue, it's okay. You understand? Mm -hmm. uh, there, exactly. there's, we, we all, you know what I'm saying, there, you can, nobody, nobody perfect. So I know that you, you, you stopped and pause on that and I see how important <laughs> and how sincere you are mm -hmm. with that. But I just want to, before we go continue, I'm sorry. 
it's okay. I'm learning. I, I got a whole list of things I learned from y'all, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, but I do. Um, and so it's one of those pieces where uh, I've gotten back into the church. I grew up in the church, um, was part of ministries quite some time. Um, and over the, lat- over the latter five or six years, or whatever the case had been, uh, it started to fade, and the COVID, of course, didn't make it any better because then you couldn't get inside the sanctuary. Um, and so those two years almost dealing with COVID, I lived 20 minutes from the church and was not going to it. Uh, and thankfully, my better half, uh, I can't say drugged me into it, uh, but kind of made sure I got my butt up and got to church. Uh, because that relationship, that freedom, that that knowing that we have somebody to have our back um, is what we're trying to provide for our children. And so when we're instilling that in a child, then we're providing the same foundation that we had, that I had growing up. That knowing that you need to pray before you eat. You need to pray before you go to sleep. You need to read your Bible and understand the blessings. And thank, thank him for the things you don't get just as well as the things you do. Because there are so many that don't wake up today. There are so many that don't have what you do. Um, and it's those conversations that we have with our children. Uh, whether it's in church, outside of church, in the house, on the bicycle, at the park, no matter where it is, that will stick with them. Um, because it teaches you humility. It teaches you so many vital pieces to being a good young man, a good young woman, that as we instill that into them, like that piece I mentioned earlier, that bettering society, we're not only bettering society, but we're making sure that we're holding our end of the bargain. God lent them to us. They were lent to us by the Father. And so we are doing what we're supposed to do as the shepherds to ensure that they go the right path. And I think I want to add in there too um, that not everybody's uh, not everybody is in that space where they have the right relationship with God or even believe in God or believe in the Christian faith. And so, um, for those who don't, that is okay too. Um, and then knowing that you can always come into the faith, you can always come into deciding that okay i want to start believing in god more and i want this and as a basis or a foundation for my family um for those who don't believe in god or that's not their practice that believing in whatever their culture believes in or their you know their family their upbringing um as long as you are rooting yourself in some kind of faith or spirituality um and really reflecting and thinking about how that that makes you a better spouse, a better partner, or a better parent. Um, 
those are some of the things to keep in mind because and some people like you justin have been raised in church gone to church all their life and then life happens and then you decide you know what i don't know this is not for me and knowing that you can always come back you can always circle back around you're never too late to make god a part of your life i was gonna can i, uh, can I piggyback on that before um we pass over to jake um if that's yeah. cool with y'all, but I just wanted to say, just kind of wrap it up. You are absolutely spot on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a Christian. I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but you may not do the same thing. And that doesn't make me any better. That doesn't, that doesn't, mm-hmm. not, as long as you are striving to improve yourself as a man, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, yep. that's, that's, I, I can, we, we can be cool. You know what I'm saying? But if yeah. you, if you, you know, just living life and not trying to do better, not trying to, you know what I'm saying? even without the religious piece i can't really like i can't really be cool with you on that you know what i'm saying because you got little ones looking up to you doing the same thing you know what i'm saying over and over so just to address that piece as long as you're doing what you need to do to you know uh improve yourself or uh develop or grow or whatever or ground it in some type of grounded to something you understand like just to to yeah. make you a better citizen in this world we can we can we can we can dap it up all day you know what I'm saying? But like if you if you're if you're just going through life and and not even trying to be a better person and just trying to be a menace or you know, different things like that, you know, that's you you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta step it up, you know what I'm saying? You got Take you got that look in the mirror. Yeah, man, yeah. you got you got little ones under you that you know you don't want to be doing the same thing you're doing. You gotta get it together. So yeah, as long as long as you you know what I'm saying, you ain't, you ain't gotta believe the same thing I believe. We can still be cool. But I, you, you gotta, you gotta be working on yourself. That's it. And Jake, I, I ain't mean to jump in there twice. I'm gonna go ahead and let you take it from there. No, you're fine. I don't really have a ton to add outside of what you guys said. I mean, I completely agree. Um, my wife got me back into church, and it's been great. Like I, it, it's really brought some like peace to my life. Um, really helped me get through some things. Gave me some answers with things that you know I probably would have just wouldn't have even thought about. You know questioning um but just kind of what we were saying as far as the kids just teaching them the proper values good principles be thankful for the things you have and be thankful for the things i mean even being thankful in grace with the things you don't have um like my daughter uh her stepfather has an immense amount of wealth i mean he lives on the water and it's two different worlds coming from back and forth from our house to his house. Um, and one of the things we've talked about is just teaching her the value of a dollar. Um, Cause just, you might have it and then one day you might not, you know, you, I feel like there's just so many values that we can instill into our children um, through church, through community. I mean, it all kind of intertwines good mm-hmm. values. Um, but I agree pretty much with everything you guys said. I don't really have a whole lot to add on to that. Last question. What are you the most proud of? And one thing to leave with the audience. I'm gonna cheat on this one, I'm not gonna lie. Um, Cause the second question, I'm gonna tie into one of the questions we didn't touch. Um, so I'm gonna slightly cheat on this one. You get me for it. <laughs> uh, what am I most proud of? Um, watching the growth of my children. There's not a single one of my five children 
that I cannot say within the last three years has not made leaps and bounds and growth. Um, that's going up from the 17-year-old all the way down to the 6-year-old to watch their personalities to develop, watch them grow, watch them become who they are. Um, 6, 8, 10, they're still super young and they're sponging up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 to 17, they're starting to become men. Uh, and to watch the men that they're growing into. Yes, we have bumped heads. My 17-year-old me, we bumped heads, seriously, when he was about 14. My 15, we're finally coming out of that bumping head station. But to watch how much they've grown and to see the leaps and bounds they make, that by itself is, I, I, I'll sit back, and if I could put that on replay, I'd watch that on TV all day long. Because that is what makes me the most proud. Um, I can care less about the accolades they get out from the world. I can care less whether they get the A-B honor roll or whether it's the O-A honor roll. Obviously, I've been striving for the O-A because that's what I push for. But just to watch how they mature, um, that's what matters the most. And as far as the one thing to lead to the audience and how I said I'm going to tie that into one of the, pre- one of the questions we didn't touch, uh, the advice for single fathers and those who are not necessarily as active in their child's life. Um, single dads, as I said, I was there once. Um, it's a struggle, brother. I know it is. But you've got this, and you can keep doing it. Um, that child will look up to you and admire you and revere you more than anybody else in this world, to include LeBron and Jordan and everybody else. Um, Lil Wayne ain't got nothing on, us, on, on you right now. I can promise you that. No matter how their favorite rapper has nothing on you. To know that you are the day in and day out provider, nurturer, shield, pillow, and everything else for that child means the absolute world to them. They may not say it immediately right then and there, but trust me, it does. Um, and for those who are not as active in their child's life, if there isn't a remote way that you can be 2% more active and more involved, do it. I understand in some situations you can't, now it's gone, you can't get in touch with them, whatever the case may be. But if you can, do it. Because not only will it help you, but it will definitely help that child. I cannot imagine how much different my life would be had me and my dad not developed the relationship we have right now. I grew up knowing mom was dad. I gave mom Father's Day gifts as a smack to my dad pretty much kind of thing. You want around, so I'm giving her both. But the lessons I'm learning now, the mentorship I'm getting now, that by itself, it can't erase the time, but boy, it sure does that pain a whole lot. There is no amount of time that has gone by that cannot be fixed if you start right now. That's my two cents.
Uh, I'll still, I, I still get my mama Father's Day gift. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say the thing, it's probably a cliche, but like the thing I'm most proud of is just my kids. Like we were talking about it at the beginning, like seeing their smile, like this whole experience is what I'm proud of. Um, I was scared to death of having a kid, you know, am I going to be a good father? Am I going to do the right thing? Am I going to make the right choices? Am I going to provide for him? You know, the questions go on and on about, you know, is this the right thing? Am I going to do it right? Um, all those questions, I mean, they're still there, but they're gone at the same time. Like this child is the most proud thing I am out of everything, you know, just waking up and seeing their smile and, you know, whether it's because they have gas or not, it's just, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's so, it's so different. And um, it's an experience. And, you know, I hand every father out there an award. We all have to wear this badge with honor, as, as you were saying, uh, Justin, because this is one of the greatest things about being a guy. I mean, the opportunity to be able to be a father um, and pass on what you know. It's just something I'm looking forward to. It's something, you know, I'm so proud of. You know, it, it's changed changed my life. It's going to change his life. Um, and hers. On how I respond, it's it's a cliche, but that's the only thing I can think of. Like, what am I most proud of? I'm just proud to be a dad. I'm proud to be this kid's father. Um, and, I mean, if I'm going to leave something with everyone, if, you know, if there's some guys out there and they, they think they're, you know, not going to be a good dad, I mean, do it because I mean it'll change your life I mean if you're questioning it like um obviously do it smart you know don't just go have a kid with somebody (laughs) do your research please (laughs) (laughs) but like you know it is it's just something special I mean I was there when my baby was born in the room that was probably the most special amazing moment I've ever seen in my life I mean it's takes your breath away Mm-hmm. Um, and like that second, you know, I, I felt it was like out of body, um, and your whole life changes and it's for the better. It just feels, feels good just being a dad and, you know, having that baby there and just all you want to do is protect them. So, I mean, that's just all I'm proud of. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I was gonna say, um, <clears throat> so you know, Sharif was with witness firsthand, like how I like interact. So she'll see us having like a really good time. We're having fun, but she's also seen where I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta tighten up, and I, and this is not okay. And this is how you know she's seen me discipline also. Um, mm-hmm. So I would basically, you know, what I'm saying I would um, kind of. It's kind of just. I'm not really answering questions, but. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta play both roles. You know what I'm saying? That's one, that's one thing I want to leave with everybody. You gotta, you have to be. I don't want to say the fun person in the house, but you know what I'm saying? You gotta get on their level. Get, get on one knee when you talk to them. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Get on the floor and do a puzzle with them. You know, you always, you're always towering over them. Get down on their level and just look and, and talk to them, laugh with them, joke with them. Uh, you know, wherever it is. Um, get beat up. You know, be fun. You know, stuff like that. But also. When it's time to when when you when you see something in your children that needs to be corrected, that th- there is no time, there is no place, there is no we we cannot tuck our tail between our legs. 
and say, okay, I'm gonna talk about that later. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. No, you need, you, your job is to raise that child, right? Don't, don't worry about being mean. Don't worry about being whatever, whatever, whatever the situation is. Don't worry about what other people say about your parenting because you, you know, you got a job to do. So that was one thing that was kind of, I got a few things I wrote down here, but um, so as far as uh, what I'm most proud of, it makes me really proud when, um, you know, for example, like, how about I say it? It makes me really proud when I hear them repeat my lessons. Does that make sense, y'all? Yes, like, I, and okay, they definitely okay, do. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. okay, so like, quick example, like, um, I am a strong believer. Do not come to me. I don't care if both legs are off. Don't come to me if you didn't try your hardest first, right? Don't ask me anything. They know I'm going to do it. That's what that is. That's, that's what I'm going to do. But did you try? You know what I'm saying? So, and that's one thing I've been teaching my kids. So, for example, when I hear uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, telling my son, um, uh, don't ask me to do that because you didn't even try yet. <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever. I'm not in the room. I'm on the couch laughing at them, basically having an argument about something that I taught them and I, and I stay out until they figure it out themselves. But, you know, just different things like that. Or even yesterday, we, uh, we had uh, bought a puzzle and we we're doing it together as a family. And um, baby Josh was saying, like, just throughout the day, he was like, uh, Tess would ask for stuff. And he was like, yes, ma'am, he'll go get it. And, you know, we'll or either she or myself would ask um, Ela to do something. And we'll hear baby Josh say, um, you know, why didn't you say yes, ma'am? You know, just different things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I just can't help but smile. You know, so I just can't. It's, it's such a feeling that it, it's so hard to describe. Um, even... Uh, I'm rambling at this point, but even like we went to Home Depot a couple of days ago, I can't remember, but he, we were walking down the aisle and he said, daddy always fixed things. And, you know, I don't, I don't really try to like, you know, make that a lesson. I just, you know, if I'm on a car, I make him stand there with me. If I go, you know, if I got to fix the sink, he'll go to Home Depot with me. I don't care how much he cry. But he, we were walking down the aisle. He said, oh, daddy, um, uh, daddy always fixed things. I said, you going when you grow up, you're going to fix things too. And that's why you're here helping me. He's like, no, I don't want to. I'm too small. But when I'm a dad, I am. And I just broke down on that. So I actually called Tessa in the aisle. I was like, Tessa, guess what this man just said? And I just feel so good. So, you know, just different things like that. Just just, just knowing, you know, because they see me do things or they hear me do things or they hear me teaching them lessons. They, it seems like they're not listening or they, they don't care or this isn't going anywhere. But they hear me and um, they're, they're implying it, you know, um, uh, within their lives and, you know, with whoever is around them. So that was, that's really the thing I'm most proud of is just kind of seeing myself through them or seeing, you know, things that I teach through them. And the the main thing I want to leave with the audience and stuff like that is um, you got to be present, man. I mean, I don't, you, you got to be present. You know what I'm saying? You got to be there. Regard, I mean, I, I don't care if you get them every one uh, uh, one weekend out of the month. You know what I'm saying? Make it, make it, make that weekend the best weekend ever. You know what I'm saying? And um, to the ones that are present in our home, take it a step further. Just because you're on the couch playing a video game don't mean you're present. Yeah, you're there. You're, you know, thank you for, for our, you know, you being home instead of at the club, but take it a step further. Go read a book. You know what I'm saying? Play the game with them. You know what I'm saying? Do a, do, talk to your kids. Be present. So that's the main thing I, would, I want, you know, um, people to hear and people to leave with is that you don't have to be, you know, every time they get a cut, they don't got to run to you and, oh, daddy, can you kiss it? They don't, they don't need all that. They need to be present. They need to see how you interact with people. They need to see you stand up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? They need to see you just, they need to see you. So be present. That's the, the main thing I wanted to leave with, with, um, with our brothers and sisters out there. Mm. Yeah.
Welp. There you have That's it. That's it. I see y'all part two. That's it. <laughs> I um thank you guys so so much for all the wisdom and um just your transparency too and being honest about where you're at with yourself with parenting the not regrets or mistakes but just the things that you're learning and how you're growing and how you're evolving um it's nice it's really really nice to hear men be honest about where they're at and how they're bettering their families so i thank you guys um to all those other men out there happy father's day and we hope that you know you are loved that you are appreciated that you are needed and until next time peace love enjoy <laughs>